Welcome everybody to Jedi Eternal Podcast. This is episode 39. We are one away from episode 40. That is crazy. But I today whoa. am your co-host. <laughs> Why do you say whoa when I said that? And you made like, like a solid 10 second delay. <laughs> anyway, I'm your co-host, Brax Taylor, here with Andrew, the anti-party crashing meanie Bolin. How did I know that, that was what you were going to use? <laughs> because we've talked about it the past 25 minutes. Of course I'm going to use that. Jeez. So basically, uh, I caught here at his house many moons ago, many hours ago. We was going to watch the episode. Many moons and, and then we proceeded to sit on the couch for probably... I don't even know, like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> and then all of a sudden his wife comes in, Tara, and is like, hey, you ready to go? And he's like, oh, we haven't started yet. It's like, oh, apparently he's supposed to go to a birthday party. Yeah, Big meanie, the anti-party crasher. I messed that up. I messed wow. that up. But, you know, <laughs> for you to call me out. <laughs> oh, you the, called me the, out on the, much worse. <laughs> you to call me out on here. How dare you? you? For you to have the audacity <sighs> to do that. Anybody who's been listening for a while, you know that he's called much worse <laughs> for me. So don't feel bad for him at all. Anyway, so. That's kind of what we do, right? Yeah, this is this <laughs> what we do. That's how we know we love each other. We tear That's each right. other down at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> but anyway, real love without uh, further ado, thank you everybody for coming this week and listening to us. Again, episode 39, we are one shy of an even 40. That is so crazy. Um, it, it feels like it's been really fast and really long at the same time. Um, so it's just, it's awesome. 40 episodes. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, we're yeah. going to try to do something on the, fi- it's either the 50th episode or like the one year anniversary, whatever comes up first. We're going to try to do something for that. Uh, uh, I think that, I think, um, I think the one year anniversary will be here first. They're actually going to line up pretty close. Pretty close. We maybe we can just kind of do it, like split the difference and do a joint one whenever. We'll have to, yeah, we need to look at the calendar and figure out which, what, yeah. how that actually works out. But. So anyway, long story short. We just want to sincerely thank everybody who has continued to listen to us over all this time. Actually, um, wait. One year anniversary will definitely be first. Yeah, I'm saying because yeah. it's like January, so, first week in January. So we'll almost. probably probably yeah. be the one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like so, we might split the difference and, and try to do both at the same time. But we thank everybody for listening. Because said it's. It, it, I don't know that we would have lasted 40 episodes or let alone a year uh, without people interacting with us. <laughs> Just been well, both of us talking the whole time. No, that that's absolutely the truth. We would not be here still if it wasn't for yeah, you guys uh, interacting with us. We would have just been like, okay, let's just start talking amongst ourselves again. Well, exactly. <laughs> After I mean, like 10 episodes. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, you know, the reason we did it is because we already talked about Star Wars and we'll mm-hmm. continue to talk about Star Wars either way. Yeah. But yeah. But we decided, hey, let's see if there's anybody else that's interested. And at the same time, we can kind of help out. Yeah, and uh, exactly. help people understand some of this stuff because it's kind of confusing sometimes. It can you know? be, yes. And um, it's been great to hear that there is people that actually care about that and and <laughs> right. and want want to hear what we have right. to say. And that's been very encouraging. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, that's a long drawn thing because it's not even the fiftieth uh, no not yet, episode but anniversary. But I'm just like even forty episodes. That's that's so crazy. Yeah, so. it really is. So anyway, uh, we know what you're here for, so let's get uh, into the news this week. So we have quite a few things. We're going to maybe not go too quick, but kind of just get through them because there's like <laughs> eight of we them have a or bunch whatever. Of news stories today. Um, so first and foremost, the creator of the Russian doll, I don't even know, was it a movie or series, whatever? Uh, it was a series on Netflix. It was a series, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Russian doll series creator uh, has an update uh, that uh, on her Disney Plus uh, show that's coming up. So, Drew, I think you have more on that for us. 
Yeah, so uh, she says, and this was an interview with um, uh, Fantastic Frankie (laughs) via comic book. Um, And so she was interviewed by them, and she says, working at Lucasfilm has been like a dream come true and kind of beyond my wildest dreams, which which I tweeted when it happened. I was like, I don't really know what else to say except that I love it. But that's what I've been working on for the last year, a year and some change. Oh, so all of 2020 has been working on that. So, so, so we, at this point, like, we don't know what this is, correct? We like, do this not is... know what this is. We've heard that it's a female-focused... Yeah, female-centric, uh, as yeah, they say. Um, yeah. That also deals with um, some kind of, like, uh, um, oh, what's the word... I can't remember some some kind of different combat. There was a specific martial arts. Yeah, uh, I don't. I can't remember. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. Um, is, is supposedly the focus of it, and so, and I've also heard before. I think maybe we talked about this in a rumor that this is actually maybe this article talks about. Let me read again real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was skimming. I was skimming through it. I didn't really see a whole because uh, there was there there was a report at some point, and this may not have it. I don't think this one. This I don't think this one has it. Is. But it's we've we've heard before that this takes place in a time period that we've not really gotten a lot of. Interesting. Um, and yeah. so, again, that could be wrong, but that's just what that's just what has been said. Um, and so, to me, that means. Well, let's look at it this way: the original trilogy. We have lots of stuff during that time. We have a lot of stuff now in between. Uh, the prequels and the in the original trilogy, right? Um, yeah, Disney Disney has focused heavily <clears throat> in that time period. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's either during the prequel, like before the prequels, yeah. like right, but during that time period. Yeah. I w- um, I would imagine for me that's kind of like what I think is a, think of as well because we've only have a couple books that have been diving into which yeah, is Master don't have Apprentice much. and then uh, Dooku right. uh, Jedi Lost or we we're called. jumping farther back High Republic. I don't Which think I, don't I personally think, don't think it's going to be that far. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think this is High Republic because um I just don't think that they're committed to a TV series just yet for High Republic. Um that's my biggest reason why. Yeah, and um, and, and, and no offense to Leslie Headland or Highland whatever. It is. I think if they do jump into a series, it's going to be someone maybe a little bit more of like a, a well-known, established yeah. director, um, just for the sake of like drawing people in. Sure. Because a lot of times, if you say Leslie Headland, or you could say any any name, doesn't matter mm-hmm. who. Uh, if if it's not a household name, it may not draw, draw people in. And if people are already hesitant, which we're not, we are very excited for High Republic. But some people will be like, "Oh, what is this? I've never heard of this before. You know, I don't know if I want to see it." Anyway, right. my point is like if they're going to jump into that, I think they'd probably get another director. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and and then if if you look, um, and, and when I'm saying all this, I'm talking about current canon. Okay? Right. I'm not yeah. talking about legends. Right. The other opportunity we have there would actually be um, in between the original and sequel trilogy. Even though yes, we now have the Mandalorian and we have a couple of other things, there actually still is a lot of well, time there. This could deal that into has the New Republic and messed with. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we can deal we're more talking, into the New Republic and, and that side of things. We're talking about thirty years there. That's a lot of it's right. untouched. Yeah. Um, and so that could be another opportunity. I know there had been rumors. Maybe this was Doctor Afra. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that is. What oh her, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I there have yeah. there has been talks about a Doctor Aphra series, and so some people have connected that with with this director 
maybe that is yeah. is who this is. I could totally see that. I could see that as well. And, I, and if, yeah. if they were to do that, it probably would be set after the original trilogy because we see her, kind of what she's doing um, in the comics right now during the original trilogy. So I would say if we were to get a TV series, it wouldn't make sense that it would probably be set after that. But. Yeah, I think so too. So anyway, um, it is cool that, again, there's some more updates to that. So those of you who are interested in, in, in figuring that out, which I think everybody is, of course. Yeah, um, and, and since she's she's been working on this for a year, so like, you know, this is... We're going to hear about this sooner than later. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, would say. We're getting, we're getting a full season of Mandalorian in a, exactly a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Year to year. So if she's been working on this for a year and some change, either it's going to be a series or it's going to be a movie. If, you know, or let me phrase that. If it's a series, we're going to hear about it soon. Or if it's a movie, we may not. Yeah, and I'd say, I'd say this stuff is all pre-production, probably writing and kind sure. of figuring yeah. out the story. But they clearly know kind of what this is already. It's, yeah. And so I'm sure we'll hear more about it. But let's move yeah. on to our yeah. next story. Uh, our next story, if my phone will work properly, there we go, is, uh, so we're, we just finished Mandalorian episode, um, three or chapter, uh, 11. chapter 11. Yeah. And we're going to, of course, be reviewing that f- for our main topic today. Uh, we will have our non-spoiler impressions first, and then we'll go into our spoiler, uh, thoughts on it. But, yep. um, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about, um, the next chapter and that is chapter uh 12 and yeah. we now know that thanks to um et canada that carl weathers will be the director of episode four yeah that's very interesting um i i could be wrong on this but i don't know that carl carl weathers has really directed too much and just in general i know he's mainly been an actor um i have no doubt that he probably has directed some stuff so, uh, you know, I know he didn't direct anything in, in season one, uh, you know, just speaking inclusively, you know, to, to Star Wars. I know he didn't uh, direct anything in season one. Now, as it goes outside of Star Wars, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, my point is, is that uh, it is very interesting to see that they're kind of expanding their director roster to to even some of the actors and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's kind of giving him a chance i say why not um well i mean he the dude's been in 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 movies for a long time a long time and so i feel like someone who has his experience in just in in maybe in acting and 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 screenwriting and things of that nature probably has an idea of how to direct i i i don't doubt that right yeah no i agree with you and uh it's going to be interesting to see where this next where that episode goes, we will, we're not going to yeah, talk about it yeah, right, right at this moment. Exactly. We will discuss that more in our main topic at the end of the episode. So, uh, hold out for that. And we'll kind of go a little more into what our thoughts are about him directing that episode as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, very cool stuff that to know that he's actually coming in. So our third news piece for the week is actually the, the Mando Monday, which is the kind of weekly after the episode is done. They're releasing merch on that following Monday and calling it, Mando Monday, in case you're not familiar. So this is obviously the third installment, and we have some new merch. So we just kind of quickly was going to go over some of that stuff. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, for me, the, the standout here is the the Black Series um, electronic helmet. That's what I was going to say, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, is that a beaut. That's, that's uh, nice. That's nice. It's so good. It looks so great. Uh, it has even has like a little like uh, flashlight on the side of it there. Yeah. And I don't. Does this have a voice changer in it? Because that would make it even cooler. Uh, uh, I don't I'm know that to read it does. On the box that they post the picture of it. Um, it doesn't necessarily say. 
But, it says uh, it features a removable tactical light as well as dual red interior lights that can be activated while the helmet is upside down. Yeah, so I don't think it has a voice changer. But still, yeah. very cool. Like, I'm tempted to get one of these and, like, sit it somewhere and, like, put a little, like, glass. Oh, yeah. Put, like, a little glass yeah. case over it. And it just looks so pristine. And, and it would nice. be so cool to, uh, like, have it on a pedestal or whatever and turn off the lights and have the interior yes, red lights shining yes. through. <laughs> That'd be sick. Uh, I'm putting that on my Christmas <laughs> list. <laughs> it is retailing for $120. Oh, no one's buying that for me. <laughs> so, never mind. <laughs> never mind. It's going to continue well, to actually just is, be a dream. <laughs> it says it's actually coming available spring of 2021 oh so you could oh yeah so you can uh why did they pre-order? put that on mando mondays if you can't actually get it on mando monday <laughs> well there's been uh i think on the last one there was even something i can't remember what was, it was, was there's there? something that you had to pre-order interesting so okay, okay so let's just make that statement for anybody's listening know that stuff that comes on mando mondays may not be available may not for be available direct right purchase away. right yeah. now yeah yeah, some of it I, should, some of it may not be. So yeah, I hadn't been paying attention to like if I just assumed they were all being released that day. I think day. that's the assumption that but, most people would but, make. Yeah, yeah, but I guess uh, I guess not. So you might have to pay attention to that. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got a new remnant stormtrooper. So he's kind of like it's the stormtrooper. It's all yeah. the armor's all beat up and Tatooine. stuff. Tatooine has kind of like Tatooine dust on him and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, we get a new um, uh, plush toy of Baby Yoda in the satchel. Yeah. So if you want to carry around Baby Yoda in a satchel. There you go. Nice. There you go. Uh, we have uh, Baby Yoda with the egg canister uh, showing his little devilish ways. Uh, yeah. It will forever remind us of the evil yeah, like, atrocities. So if you want to remember that Baby Yoda is a is a monster, then uh, here you go. You can buy this and put it in your house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I'll be picking this one up. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm struggling with it. I, I've been having mixed feelings about that. It's been, I, I've been having some sleepless nights after this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to what to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was just like, you know, people are finding this funny, and it's not that you know. There's some people have been really mad about it. And I'm not on that in the specter, obviously, but I'm just like, dude, this this guy is committing like genocide, <laughs> last of its kind over here. We're like, oh, oh, it's maybe you to you, you little rascal. <laughs> it's like, no, this is killing people. Uh, uh, so well, anyway. you know, actually, what's funny about that? I'm, I am going to bring this up because it goes along with. I had this in there, but I didn't throw it into our news today. <laughs> but since we're talking about this, it actually is a good time to bring bring it up if I can find it here. Um, a Lucasfilm executive actually defended uh, Baby Yoda um, oh, with the egg eating. Uh, because I guess there's been a lot of backlash from this. Apparently, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you and me, you know, as we're watching it, we're like, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. yeah. Also, I should say, I should preface this. Um, as we mentioned in our last... Um, episode, but I'm going to mention it again just so everyone is very clear. Yeah. Um, after an episode is released, the following week, we are going to talk about that episode freely. Yeah. So you get one week of, of non-spoilers. Yeah. And then that following week, we will go, we'll talk about it whenever we want. There's going to be no warning. Right. So uh, we, again, we said that last week, but I want to say that one last time for all of you. Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't listen to last week's episode, but that is how we are going to do it here at Jedi Eternal. So that being said, we're talking about that episode freely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we already we kind of said yeah, it. So we it already said it, but I just <laughs> if you were thinking, oh, I can't believe they just spoiled that for me. Well, now you know why because that's how yeah. we're going to do it. Well, I mean, and, and as a as a extra justification, like Star Wars themselves was saying spoilers three days after. So we we right. give our, doing, our they, listeners a they whole week. spoil <laughs> theirs on like Monday. Yeah, after well, the I episode, mean, and naturally because they have the Mando Mondays. So right. And yeah, and it yeah. releases things from that episode. So, so it makes you're going to get spoiled sense. anyway. So yeah. But anyways, 
Uh, he's he he went to say he went on to say this. He said, for the record, chapter ten of the Mandalorian makes it clear that the frog lady's eggs are unfertilized, like the chicken eggs many of us enjoy. But obviously, chickens aren't sentient beings, and the child eating the eggs is intentionally disturbing for comedic effect. Well, sort of. Sort of. I will just say this. I, I have to go back and rewatch it, but I'm like I'm like almost 90% sure that if you go back to, well, this is kind of spoiler. You shouldn't say that. I won't say, say that. Like, it's not. I know, I know exactly what you're, what you're if saying. If I said it and you haven't watched the episode, you literally wouldn't care if I said this, but I'm not going to. So just for just to be extra careful, I don't want to say anything. I know what you mean. I know exactly where yeah. you're going. Uh, so I will say this, though. <clears throat> That the whole egg fertilization thing is kind of like a flimsy argument. That's just my opinion. Just because an egg that comes out of a chicken is fertilized within the body of the chicken. The egg from the frog lady has to be fertilized outside of the body. So it still has the potential of being. So there's no. Uh, uh, He went on to say fans of horror know that disturbing things make some of us laugh and some of us squirm or both. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Well, it didn't need to be baby Yoda. I'm just saying. My problem, yeah, that's here's my thing. It did not if it had been Yoda. anyone else, it, yeah, probably. But Baby Yoda is like, come on, baby he's supposed Yoda, to be innocent. We're supposed cute. to, we're supposed to love and cheer yeah. Baby on, Baby Yoda on. And I, I couldn't cheer Baby Yoda on during know, that moment. Exactly. So. <laughs> so we're not hurt about it, but it's, you know, we're not like kind of butt hurt about it. But at the same time, we're like very surprised. Well, yeah, like here's the thing for all of you listening, we're kind of like we're making it a bigger deal. Uh, yeah, we don't actually think like oh, we're not how actually could they, like offended. Yeah. It's just kind of. It, it, I mean, it is funny. And we're just yeah. making a bigger deal out of it for show. But um, but yeah, we're going to continue to do that. So if you don't like that, I'm sorry. But we're going to continue to, yeah, to, yeah. to talk about that. We'll still be talking about that for a while. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. So. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so, Yo, so yeah, me... Mando merch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so continuing on the Mandalorian train. Uh, this is some big reassuring news, something we already assumed, but it's nice to get some confirmation. Um, Disney plus has confirmed that Disney or that the Mandalorian season three will release in 2021. Yeah. Like I said, I I definitely think that's something that we all just kind of like assumed, but, but you're right. I do think, especially with the rumor talks of there being a Boba Fett series, uh, in 2021, I do think it. Well, even you said it like, oh, was, is this going to push it till 2022 to, uh, for the uh, Mandalorian season two, three? Right, right. Uh, so that does kind of quell some of our, our fears. So that that's one of two things, right? Does that give credence to the Boba Fett series? You know, because, uh, you know, do they have enough time to work on both of these? Or are they even working on enough that, like, we're going to get both of these in the same year? Yeah, it's it's a good question, and um, you know, we all of this has to be considered in the. We have to keep in mind that like there still is a chance this could get pushed, with uh, the way, the situation yeah. of 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 the current events. Um, you know, theaters are. I mean, we don't even know if theaters are going to survive at this point. <laughs> I mean, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like, uh, there yeah. hasn't been a new movie in forever. Uh, and it looks like there yeah. won't be for quite a while. Very sad. So, um, but like with the filming and stuff, the Mandalorian uh, probably has a better chance with the way they do film the Mandalorian. Yeah. They can do it, you know, um, in a, with, with their, with their fancy technology. I'd say it's easier for them <laughs> to be able to film this next season in comparison to a lot of places that are traveling all over the world to film their movies and, and et cetera. So I, 
I have very high hopes that we are going to get this um, in the fall of next year. But yeah, the yeah. Boba Fett um, series, and, and not even just Boba Fett, but all these other series that that are talked about and rumored. Uh, we know we're getting a Bad Batch series, uh, which we have assumed that Bad Batch will be in the spring of next year, yeah. even though we, we've not heard about it for a while now. Yeah, which is very bizarre. Yeah, this is there's this whole push of like, hey, this is happening, it's happening. You know, it's in production. It's like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, yeah. whatever happened to that? We've heard know? time and time again of a Rebel sequel <clears throat> yeah. series that is supposedly uh, coming out. Now we we hear this Boba Fett series is like maybe filming right now. Um, <laughs> right. And, it, and, and and that even sounds fairly credible. That's still a rumor, but it does but it sound is, does fairly sound credible. credible. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. I mean, there's oh, all yeah. kinds of projects yeah. being Tons worked of on, stuff. Uh, and, and 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 all different levels of production. And so, all of that being said, like you know, there's got to be enough time to release all these exactly. And, uh, and you can't cram sp- in, and they're going to spread them out. I was saying you can't cram in fifty things in one year. You know what I'm saying? Right. As much as it would be kind of cool to have like just nonstop stuff, it would then you come to 22 and all of a sudden like, okay, what else is, is there? And like, oh well, no, it's all done now. Right, right. and they're, <laughs> and they they're not going to want to do that. They to to accommodate the um, the average uh, family, you know, to, yeah. to to jam in even more than one episode a week can be tough to even to even catch up on and that to one digest episode, right? and to even understand yeah, like what okay how does this fit in with the timeline or they may confuse like wait when is this happening you know exactly. i would personally i would love to get to a point where we're getting some kind of star wars content every season yeah yeah i think that'd be good i don't think it has yeah. to be a a mandalorian sized production for every no. season but if we were like you know we get a, a animated series in the in the spring yeah uh, they've talked about a maybe potentially getting that um that rebels sequel in the summer yeah yeah so maybe so not every things. season but you know maybe if we got something spring um and then well even spring and winter is i guess okay yeah well i mean you mean like spring and fall because well, right 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 spring and fall because fall is like kind of when when Mandalorian would come through but right anyway. so spring and fall i mean if we get if we get something in spring and fall cool I would be yeah. okay with getting something in the summer as well, but I mean, like I said, hey, all four seasons, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, <laughs> but then again, we're special breeds, so anyway. Right. <laughs> yes, we are. All right, so uh, let's move on to our second to last news for the day, and that is talking about Anthony Daniels, which is the uh, uh, actor, I guess that you could call him. Uh, well, I mean, he is an actor, but you know what I'm saying? For C3PO. Um, and he has been anything and everything C-3PO has been him, whether that be movies, whether that be TV shows and in, in terms of the voice, uh, commercials. Honestly, it, it, we actually got to see Anthony Daniels um, at Star Wars Celebration last year. And he has a panel talking about stuff. And, and he, he just talks about how he loves being C-3PO. He loves spreading you know happiness through the character and whatnot. So with that said... Anthony Daniels says that more C-3PO stories are indeed coming. So I will, I, I don't know what Andrew, I don't know what you have, but I will go ahead and read something I have here. Um, recently, uh, Anthony Daniels had attended the Lego Star Wars holiday special press conference as uh, C-3PO, of course. Um, and they had asked him one question that says, uh, I just want to know what sense of responsibility do you feel in helping the franchise stay true to George Lucas's roots and vision, uh, the further we go from when it started. So this is this is Anthony Daniels' words. He says, uh, "That is really, really good question, John. Though I have to say the phrase quote mute yourself. 
I've just written it down because that is my next insult in the program to tell our two, oh, for heaven's sakes, mute yourself. Don't you think? Uh, so thanks for that. So he's telling himself to, to, to mute himself, insinuating, obviously, that there's something coming. And it says, it's really important, and it's why I generally, you know, I like being employed. I like working. But for one reason, it's important that I feel like I stay within 3PO is sometimes writers or producers or whatever get a bit distant from the basic. Uh, I would say truth, or so basically... He's saying uh, they get away from the basic truths of the original film. Uh, that you meet C-3PO and he's very important in the minds of many, many people because he's the first voice in that first film and he was kind of a quality that stayed with people and therefore you have to stay with that quality forever, uh, whatever the new iteration is, whether it's a film or animation or it's a Lego film. Uh, and he goes on and on, but basically he had talked about doing other things. Like I said, of course, as he's in this uh, uh holiday special and he's going to be in more things but he, like he likes to think that he's kind of like tying in the roots a little bit um drew did you have anything else on that or was that kind of mainly what you had as well no i have some stuff here oh okay um, there you go cool yeah they they talked they they asked him if if we're ever going to see him more in the future and um and he basically he said i think his story is far from over he goes. He basically goes on to say he's delighted that he's in the new star wars holiday special mm -hmm. um but that there is more and there are things coming up. He said he does say not any big movies, um, but but stay tuned. <clears throat> and he goes on to keep saying like that uh, three is too important of a character to disappear. Right. And he says I don't believe fans will allow him to disappear. And he also says that he would love to see C three PO in the Mandalorian. Yeah, he did. And uh, he say that. that there have been discussions, mm. is all he says. Which that could fit in to some degree, right? Because he's obviously still around. And was he getting to the sequel trilogy? He's still around. Well, I mean, um, all you got to do is <laughs> is basically have have the Mandalorian end up on, um, or end up near like the the New Republic base or something, right? Uh, right. And if he were to be somewhere like that, e easily three PO would yeah. be there. So well. And uh, what I'll say to that is uh, we, we know that, like I said, he's in Lego Holiday Special. We also know that he's going to be, Anthony Daniels himself is going to be C-3PO um, in Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which is the VR game coming out. Um, you know, with all that being said, there's obviously stuff still happening. And I have no doubt that new things are coming as well. Um, he, you know, obviously he said it, so we, we are inclined to believe that, that he knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, like, I don't doubt it either because here's the thing. You can overuse a character uh, easily. Um, but at the same point, C-3PO and R2-D2, but really specifically C-3PO, has become this staple character, like where you can't really use him too much because he's never been this main character. He's always been in the background, but it's like it's kind of like a foundational glue that holds everything together. Sure. Um, and that's kind of what he was insinuating in that paragraph I read. But essentially saying that, you know, since he's never been like this main character, um, he can always be in everything uh, because he's, you know, he's never in the spotlight. Um, but because of that, again, it kind of ties everything together, keeps that that same familiarity as we've talked about many times that, that a lot of the new stuff will need is that familiarity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that that is absolutely something that will be happening in the future. Well, in, in my opinion, you know, Anthony Daniels is a is a just amazing person. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we've we've seen him personally at Celebration yeah. and seen just the way he he loves 
Star Wars and he loves yeah. the fans of Star Wars yeah. and he's all about about that fan service and yeah. and he knows what he knows who he is he knows how the importance of his character he kn- he knows that people love him and and he doesn't take that lightly and in my opinion you know we're not going to have Anthony Daniels forever you know he's an older man yeah, yeah that's and true and so for me Put him in everything possible, you know, <laughs> right, and right. while he's still willing, yeah. while he's still in good health and available, throw him in everything. I say, yeah. give him a cameo in Mandalorian. Why not? Why not? It's What's just it going to hurt? It's just going to tie in more uh, of the Star Wars universe. It's not, you know yeah, not going to hurt anything. It just, you know, they can find a good way to reason. He doesn't even have to to, to do much. Give him one line. Do, do a Rogue One type cameo. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I just think it would be great to, to, to have him in it and just be in... One other um, time to add him into the history, you know, of Star Wars, and and we'll always have Anthony Daniels in that. So that's my yeah. that's my take on it. It's a win win. I I think there's no reason why why not to. And like I said, I think I definitely think it gives merit to tying in whatever he's in into the the universe, right? Yeah. And giving that familiarity. Yeah. So yeah. So moving on, um, and I believe this is our last story. Yeah. Um, the High Republic. Uh, the new novel by Charles Soule that's called Light of the Jedi is doing something interesting. Uh, they are now releasing a new chapter every day uh, for the next couple of days. They're basically releasing um, eight chapters. And <laughs> so a big, uh, I mean, uh, dep- now boy. I will say we don't know how big these chapters are. Yeah, but eight chapters seems like quite a bit. <laughs> so I was, and, I, you know, we talked about this before the episode. I'm just like, are you serious? Like at this point, don't even buy the book. Like you already know most of the story. Now, like, congratulations, you paid forty dollars <laughs> on a book. You get three <laughs> chapters afterward. <laughs> I am, I am not going to read these. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not either. We read the first one on our podcast, yeah. and that was just kind of to get everyone excited, get a little taste Talk, of it. Yeah, but. At, in my opinion, eight chapters is a little much. I'd like to have oh, yeah. the book, be able to to read it all at once. Experience it at, and, the, at one time. But yeah. we just want to let you guys know that that is a thing they're going to be doing. So if that interests you, um, that is um, something they're going to do. Yeah. Um, we are not going to read those uh, on here. We're actually not even going to read them personally. We're just going to wait. And we're not even going to talk about the content. I mean, like if we even hear yeah, about it. Okay. Right. We're not going to talk about that content until the until. Uh, probably a couple weeks after the book is released, yeah. Then we will yeah. be giving, of course, our uh, spoiler discussions on that book and stuff later yeah. on. Because that'll be and a pretty big. Yes, deal. that's going to be a big yeah. deal uh, for you and me, especially. And I yeah. and I sure a lot of you that listen are excited about it as well. Yeah. So we're going to hold off on that. So if you guys start hearing any news about the High Republic story, um, as far as like spoiler parts of the story, we are we're staying away from that till this book is released. Yep. Uh, while we do like to bring you guys the news, we do not like to bring in s- and confirmed spoilers. Now we might talk about rumors that could potentially be a spoiler, right. but we're never going to yeah. um, outright say stuff, outright you know. say uh, spoiler content um, right. for for a yeah. future story. Yeah. So that being said, you guys can go check that out if you'd like uh, on StarWars.com. They have Chapter Two up right now, and so you can look at that there. But uh, yeah, I think we're ready to move on to rumors. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we have three rumors this week. So the very first one is kind of sort of a rumor. It's it's definitely fits more into the rumor section as it didn't come into fruition. But uh, we kind of have kind of confirmation that this was true. Um, anyway, George Lucas's plans. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, he was already planning 
on what he wanted to do for the sequel trilogy before he sold it to Disney. We already have the books and all that stuff like that, but he planned on making movies, of course. But at one point, um, as we can read in some of, uh, I can't remember what the, what you said the books were off the top of my head, but uh, we can it's, read. It's uh, Star Wars Archives, episodes one through three, the prequel. That's yeah. What the book's called. So if you read that, it, it, it dictates <clears throat> that George Lucas's plans originally heavily involved Darth Maul. And it also uh, even included Darth Talon. So uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, I've been actually hearing about a lot about this recently. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's very interesting that, that he would be bringing back Darth Maul again like that. Yeah, so I'm, I just have, I have like the, the, the essentially the story idea here. Okay, and so cool. I'll yeah, read it. I haven't read this yet. It's, it's yeah. very interesting. So yeah. I'll just read it here so you guys can all hear what, what the, it, we'll talk about the implications of this. So this is what it says. Darth Maul trained a girl, Darth Talon, who was in the comic books as his apprentice. She was the new Darth Vader, and most of the action was with her. So these were the two main villains of the trilogy. Maul eventually becomes the godfather of crime in the universe because as the Empire falls, he takes over. Yeah. The movies are about how Leia, I mean, who else is going to be the leader, is trying to build the Republic. They still have the apparatus of the Republic, but they have to get it under control from the gangsters. That was the main story. It starts out a few years after Return of the Jedi, and we establish pretty quickly that there's this underworld. There are these offshoot stormtroopers who started their own planets, and that Luke is trying to restart the Jedi. He puts the word out, so out of 100,000 Jedi, maybe 50 or 100 are left. The Jedi have to grow again from scratch, so Luke has to find two and three-year-olds and train them. It'll be 20 years before you have a new generation of Jedi. By the end of the trilogy, Luke would have rebuilt much of the Jedi, and we would have the renewal of the New Republic, with Leia, Senator Organa, becoming the Supreme Chancellor in charge of everything. And this is the biggest part. So she ended up being the Chosen One. Really? Huh. So he pretty much confirmed that, that Leia would end up becoming the Chosen One through that. Wow. Now this is a Lucas's original plans for the sequel trilogy. Apparently something he had written up maybe during his work on the prequels. Yeah. Uh, because it's yeah. in that book. Again, I don't have this book. I want to make that clear. Uh, neither me or Brexton have this book. Correct, yeah. And so we are not seeing this straight from the book, but we are trusting that the source is being honest about <laughs> what's in this book. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, this is why it's in rumors. We're talking about it uh, because, you know, there there is, a, I guess there is a chance maybe this is not true, but I, I feel like at some point this was Lucas's idea of the sequel trilogy. Now we've heard, we've heard a couple different theories on Luke Lucas's sequel trilogy, and right. and I think that's yeah. because I think he changed it a lot. I think he he I'm has sure he had a lot of different visions. He has a lot of different the, versions know. of it that he did, um, and this is one of them. But I think what's what the the biggest thing here is that is that at one point he planned on um, on Leia being the official chosen one that's that that's very surprising to me very i mean it's cool but it's just to take that away from anakin that's kind of that's kind of a big deal you know yeah it is i don't know and and it makes you wonder so did lucas did lucas feel that that anakin ended up not being the chosen one yeah that's a good point um and and then that that argument can be taken in a complete different direction now as the the new sequel trilogies come in the actual sequel trilogy um and the whole palpatine not dying deal right. or what well, he kind of did but he transferred his essence so did he really die i don't know whatever right yeah um 
so that 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 it raises the same question but just in a different manner so so yeah that is a that's a that's a good thought i i don't know um and it's hard to say uh i, I i'd hate to take that away from anakin <laughs> right? and let's say but. he did write this during the during his work on the prequels did so when he created maul did he already have in mind that maul would eventually be like yeah, the, you're saying. the the main villain, which is interesting, Palpatine, which is interesting because we know that Filoni worked very closely with uh, George, right? And this was in, in, in the beginning of Clone Wars. Uh, well, even like did into the middle of Clone Wars was uh, created before Disney took over, and Disney eventually, obviously, like they elected just to keep Clone Wars as as canon, but. But so it's interesting to know that that Dave Filoni was the one that brought him officially back. Wow! So this is actually you well, can kind of I, see the well, tendrils. Maybe I think I think George Lucas brought Maul back because if I remember right, it was it was it was Lucas that came in and said, "Hey, we're bringing Maul back," and Filoni was like, "But through Clone Wars, right, right, right." Through my Clone my Wars. point is, regardless of who did it, I'm saying they were working closely together. So I'm right. saying. You, we could start to see the the framework and the tendrils of like his sequel trilogy coming to life of like, hey, we need to bring Maul back because this is my plan. Well, yeah, and that's the question. Do you think he had any of those those plans still in his head, or had he already done away with that, but he still wanted to bring Maul back? Yeah, um, and and what's also interesting way. is they. They kind of continued with Maul starting to be this gangster. Well, he like to a go lot to the of the underworld. A and... lot of this is following that path. Now the exactly. difference, where the difference lies, is that uh, old Ben Kenobi ends up ends up taking him out. <laughs> right. um, but this was well. But... That was well after Disney had already taken over. So so then you sure, know scrapping those ideas. Yeah. I mean, like... Filoni still made that decision, but sure. But I'm saying. But like... you're saying, yeah, the 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 sequel trilogy was already had a different plan at that point. So. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, oh, at this point, it doesn't so matter might as well anyway. Take him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give him a give him a good solid ending because you know that if he just kind of fades away into the sequel trilogy, never to be seen again, no one's gonna be really that satisfied. You know, so. right? But that anyway, I just find that all of that very interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, and th- yeah, there's just a lot to think about within that. And um, yeah, if you guys have thoughts about that, let us know. Uh, we'd love to to hear your guys' thoughts on on that potential sequel trilogy. Personally, I think I kind of would have liked to have seen how that would have would play out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, absolutely. And uh, of course, we're not going to get it now, but. Um, maybe we'll get like an alter, like an alternate, uh, reality story or something just for the fun of it one day that we could get that. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. And, um, yeah, let's move on to our next story. Uh, Liam Neeson might be returning to star Wars in a big way. Mm. This is from, we got this covered.com. Interesting. And they, uh, they went on to say that one, oh wait, let me see here. It says Daniel Rickman um, is, you know, he's an insider that kind of just finds this stuff, which may not be entirely accurate. Yeah. But <laughs> he he says that Lucasfilm has big plans in store for uh, Liam Neeson. The studio wants Neeson for his own project, despite the obvious hurdle of Qui-Gon Jinn being dead. And, uh, and that the actor is interested in returning to the role, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're saying... Uh, that there there is an uh, 
Qui-Gon Jinn project in early stages of development. Yeah, obviously take that with a very small grain of salt there. Right. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Qui-Gon was actually one... Like, when I watched the prequels, I adored Qui-Gon. Uh, I loved Qui-Gon. And actually, as I've gotten older and read Master and Apprentice, uh, seen some of the final seasons of Clone Wars, I still love Qui-Gon. So I would not be mad at all to see him come back. I wouldn't be either. Um, I think there are ways to have a Qui-Gon series. You, you could see a... A younger Qui-Gon. That's what I was going to say. Or you yeah. could see a Qui-Gon training a young Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, I would I would be cool with either of those. I will say this. Let me just get this out of the way first. And I think we both agree on this If when I say it. <clears throat> if they're going to bring Liam back as, as Qui-Gon, it's going to have to be before his death. Because it, because as, as Filoni has stated, and this is something that Drew and I thoroughly believe, is that the whole one of the main reasons that Anakin turned to the dark side is because he never had the father figure that Lee or that, that Qui Gon would have provided, and instead he had the brother figure of Obi Wan. So it would if he came back in some weird way, even as a Force ghost, in my opinion, uh, I think it could undermine the whole that whole story. I think, personally, for me, it would have to be before he died, whether it be young him or training Obi-Wan. Well, I agreed with you up until you said the Force Ghost, because I personally think Qui-Gon Jinn has to come back as a Force Ghost in the Kenobi series. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, integral, like, like, he's this main character as a Force Ghost that, that, like, teaches everybody and helps everybody. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying he can't or won't come back, because he, ha- he has to, because because Yoda says in episode three, we well, and not even just that, we have we have uh, actual canon stories where Qui Gon and Obi Wan, yeah, um, have been in communication with each other, yeah, um, and so, in my opinion, uh, if we get him, if we get him after his death, it needs to be in this Kenobi series. I think it's I think it's actually a huge mistake if. They, they don't, they have, don't have him. No, I agree with that. I, agree I, with I that. think that we need to have a scene of Kenobi and Qui-Gon. You know, Kenobi's probably just like in his hut at Tatooine and Qui-Gon's yeah. there and they're talking. And uh, maybe we even see him doing some some training or something of that sort. I'm just saying, for my, when I said that, I'm saying he couldn't be like this big character that went around to all these people. Like, And specifically, in my mind, I'm thinking he can't like interact with Anakin at all. Because if he interacts with Anakin as a Force ghost, I think that would, again undermine it because oh like he can take counsel can't wow take counsel with Qui-Gon and then that kind of fulfills that role still no I understand what you mean it's it from everything I've witnessed or the way the way I understand it is that Qui-Gon the only communication Qui-Gon had Mm -hmm. was with Kenobi and Yoda yeah and And I'm cool with that I think that like you said I think it'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't have that yeah and that's all we that's all we really know um and and you know, it what's interesting is it would be interesting to uh, had Qui Gon eventually um, confront Anakin. Why wouldn't he have tried that? That's actually something interesting to talk about sometime. Yeah, why exactly. Didn't he try to to why he try reach to talk out, to reach him out to him? Whatever. And and there maybe there's a story there where Palpatine's trying to block him through the maybe. Force because too. Yeah. Um, well, and. We don't. We still don't know exactly how Force Ghosts work, but it seems like a lot of times it's only through other Force users, and seems to be a light side thing. Like you have to be a light side Jedi in tune with the Force 
to see another force ghost, right? Like, right, yeah. We've never I don't know that we've ever had a force ghost appear to someone who wasn't force sensitive. In canon at least. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't, and I don't know if they so but anyways, there's still there's still a lot of uncertainties with force ghosts and that kind of thing. Um but no, I agree with you on the on that. Like Anakin doesn't need to see Qui-Gon because if if Anakin did see Qui-Gon as a force ghost and Qui-Gon was like you need to you need to do yeah, this or that, up, son. it may have actually <laughs> changed his trajectory. I, I, I think so. And I think so. But we didn't get that and so um so yeah, but I I think he's got to show up in Kenobi. I'll be I'll, I'll be upset yeah. if he's not in Kenobi. I'm just saying if there is something for him, right? Not that he's a part of. So there's something for him, a project for Qui-Gon Jim. I'm saying it's going to have to be pre it's gonna his have to death. Be, yes. But I but yeah, I'm saying like he's he I have no doubt that he actually will be a part of the Kenobi well, series. Well, and it it would be a good time after you see a cameo of him in Kenobi to then be like okay, and now he we actually are I having a, a series. It's going back, showing. Yeah, and it'd be cool to see more of that era, just like we said earlier. You know, we we don't have a lot yeah. of um, of stuff in that time, that specific time era. Yeah, uh, before Clone Wars and everything started. And so. that's going to be hard. I think it'd be absolutely amazing, but it's going to be hard because we're having all these iconic characters, and they're going to have to see like younger versions of them, such as Count Dooku. You know, Yo- correct. Well, Yoda's. It, you're right. Do, it but, would. It would be hard. That, that would be yeah, the biggest be issue. Big um, it, like if you're at the Jedi Temple, you're going to expect to see all of these that we saw in the prequels. And if you didn't, it's like, where are they at? Why are we not seeing them? You know, that would it? be a big, a yeah. big hurdle to that. But anyway, so yeah. yeah. So anyways, that is all we have in rumors, I believe, unless you're wanting to talk about no. that. Okay. We've already so we kind will, of spoken. We will uh, cut that out. Uh, we're going to jump. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to jump right into our releases. And guys, we got a big week of releases Whoa. coming up. Uh, first of all, on Monday we have Mando Monday, and um, yeah, uh, there might be some cool stuff in this one. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, be looking out for that on StarWars.com. You'll be yeah. able to check out Mando Monday, um, and then uh, Tuesday we have the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh yeah, boy. Uh, you can expect next Saturday, we're going to be talking specifically uh, about that. We will have a, a review of that. Uh, we're planning on having a very good time watching oh, that yeah. together. Yeah, I and, can't wait. Uh, we'll have a full, big, long discussion about it for you guys next week. Uh, Wednesday, we have two comics releasing. We have Bounty Hunters issue 7 and Star Wars Adventures issue 2, both of my least favorite comics <laughs> that are being released right now. <laughs> How dare you? So, yeah, if that's your thing, go ahead. Um, And then Friday, we have uh, the next chapter of The Mandalorian, Chapter 12, directed by Carl Weathers. Yeah, there you go. So So that's going to be a lot of of interesting stuff there. Big week for Star Uh, Wars. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into our... Q&A for the week. As you know, we always try to ask uh, uh, you guys to ask us uh, any kind of questions, any topics, anything you would like to talk, us to talk about on the uh, air here. Um, I, put, I I will take the onus on this. I did post this a little late, <laughs> so I apologize. We only have two questions this week. Uh, very thankful to those who did submit a question, though, uh, and kind of claim came in clutch for us. So our first question for the week actually comes from a good friend of ours, Austin Richardson. So Austin, thank you for I asking. I made a mistake. Oh, you did? I made a mistake. Hold up. Um, I forgot one release. 
Oh, come on. On Thursday, the one day that didn't have release. You know, you heard I said Monday, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Wednesday, and went to Friday. There actually yeah. is something on Thursday. Wow. Um, and that is the um, the Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR game. Ooh, comes out on that Thursday. That is actually a pretty big thing. <laughs> That's a big yeah, thing. Yeah, you were still elected yeah. to, to talk about the comics <laughs> that you don't like. <laughs> I just totally missed that. And then uh, right after yeah. I said that, I said, oh, no, I think I just missed oh that. So I went and looked. So, yes. So, yeah. literally, Star's releasing every day of next week. So, so big, yeah. A lot of, lot of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Am I going to be able to do all of it? I don't know. We'll see. Am I going to do half of it? Probably not. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm, just I'm still trying to finish Thrawn. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway. A lot, yeah, a lot of good stuff. But let's get back to our Q&A before I was uh, really interrupted there. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm making sure our listeners yeah, know yeah, what's yeah. going that, on. That okay? was a good one. That was a good one. You know, of all things to miss, though. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, Austin, we appreciate you asking. Um, so he says, I want to preface this question by stating that I absolutely 100% enjoyed the first two episodes of season two of The Mandalorian. However, I'd like to get your all's opinion on something. I've talked on. Or I've talked to some friends and some individuals, and I've kind of come to the conclusion that I'm not really happy with the story progression that the show is taking. Not in the fact that I don't like the story. It's actually the fact that I love the story and I want to see it progressing more through each episode. I feel like each episode contained... Or let, me, let me say it. Uh, lost my place. Sorry. I'm like reading this, trying to go ahead, and then I'm like losing my place. Anyway, uh, I feel like if each season can contain 20 to 22 episodes, then the episodes that we would have uh, received thus far would sit with me far better. Uh, we are already twenty, already twenty five percent of the way through season two, and the only bit of story uh, that has really taken place was the last ten seconds of episode one, uh, when we see or when we finally got to see Boba Fett. I'm not saying I want it to be forty five minutes of nonstop progression, but I would love to see a little more each episode uh, that pertains to the end goal. What do you guys think? So I have two. 0.5 points to this uh, that I want to, to talk about because <laughs> I have two things I want to say and then I have a kind of like a little subsection that I can't totally speak to until the end of this. Uh, first and foremost, yes, I, I think we both agree. Andrew and I both agree with you. I think we all would want to see like 20 episodes of The Mandalorian. Why not, right? Um, it's a fantastic show. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the action. But... Uh, but that's not what we're getting, you know, and I think we would all love to see that. But I think the problem, and this is kind of my getting to my second point, I think the problem is, is we have to look at this. When you look at many other television shows that have 20 to 25 episodes per season or anywhere from like maybe 15 to 25, you have to look at one word. And I know you know this, but it's like production value, right? I think production value is a huge part of this. And at the end of the day, how is Disney getting money out of the Mandalorian, right? That is simply through Disney plus. It's not on any other medium other than Disney plus. And there's no advertising on Disney plus. There's no commercials on Disney plus. There's only the fixed flat rate fee that the people who watch it pay each month. And, uh, I think at the end of the day, they maybe could do more if they opened it up to more mediums, but they're still limited to how much they can spend on this in terms of making money, right? So I'll just end by saying this, the production value of Mandalorian thus far has been par none, right? Or bar none, excuse me. Uh, it, it, it's not quite movie quality, but it's almost there. For a TV show to be almost movie quality, that's insane. 
And I think I think the reason we're not getting that many episodes is just simply due to that main fact. Um, so could they, should they, would they add more story to so episode two, chapter ten? Yeah, they probably should have, my opinion. But at the end of the day, I do think that the production value kind of dictates what they can and can't do. So my point five point was this. Episode three has a lot of story progression. And we're going to talk about that what that is yet. But you'll be very happy to know uh, that uh, episode three or chapter 11 has a lot more story to it. So, Drew, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I... Um... I agree with you about what you're saying with the uh, 22 episodes. Of course, if, if we were to get like 22 episodes, uh, we would not be getting the quality we're getting. It would be right. much, much, much lower. And uh, just honestly, just not even feasible. Um, but I, I totally agree with you, Austin, and what you're saying, because here we are, we're getting, um, we're getting like eight episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and even though we're getting just those eight episodes, we're still spending arguably half of those episodes or more. Yeah. Um, and I'm including last season when I say this, that could be considered filler. And right. And so when you look at that, you have eight episodes and you spend most of that time in filler. It makes you wonder, well, why are we spending? Why? Like how does the story? Yeah. Why is there not enough to tell an actual story here? And, um, and, and personally I look at it this way. Dave Filoni and John Favreau, I truly believe from the get-go decided this was going to be an episodic um, story that is about them going on these adventures and meeting new people, meeting yeah. the the monster of the week yeah. type deal. <laughs> right. Um, right. I think yeah. that was their plan because they're mimicking these old westerns. These uh, and, and honestly, you can watch uh, Filoni's already his movies or his TV shows that he's done Clone Wars and Rebels they do the same thing they have yep. they they do have a story that's progressing but there's a lot of filler in there and also and, compare compare exclude to some degree the last season of Clone Wars but compare the the the, the production value of Clone Wars and Rebels to say Mandalorian it's it's not even comparable uh, so right. I, I do think that's kind of a big thing that we have to consider. But here's another thing also to compile on what we both have said is that look to the structure of these episodes. What's interesting is that every episode to some de- variable degree has a different director and a different writer. Yeah. Right. And like, I, I think the pro another problem is that there's not a centralized director and a centralized set of writers that, that go into each episode. So there's going to be variables. There's going to be some episodes that have like, hit you in the face go crazy like episode yeah, one yeah. and some that maybe not so much like episode two because there's so many different writers and so many different directors and is that a good thing or a bad thing i leave that up to the discretion of the listener but yeah that is a problem we have to right. face and and it's kind of what i've had to come to to grips with and because again like austin's saying here you know he's he's wanting more of that story continuation right and i'm with him i've felt Absolutely. the same way yeah. i'm like man i wish we would kind of we would stick with the plot and and yeah. if it, if i would if if i could have the perfect show of this for me we would stick with a, a main focused plot and we would be getting more of that every week oh yeah um yeah. but that's honest clearly that's not what their plan is for this show this plan their plan is to they have an overarching story here that we're slowly getting pieces of it but the main idea of the show is clearly to be this 
um, monster of the week type. It, you know, it's, it's not meet about a new, the meet a new character <laughs> no. type. Uh, it, it's one show. of those things where it's like it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, but really, that's kind of what it feels like. What, you know what it, what they're doing here. Yeah, and and so yeah, I mean, I wish that wasn't the case, but clearly, I feel like that's kind of. Uh, what they do, and it's probably going to continue to be that way. Yeah, it just um, it's, I think it's something we have to just deal with. <laughs> yeah, and so and and you and honestly, we don't even know for sure if Boba Fett is going to actually, um, like how much is, is his story truly going to be in this? Yeah, or are they yeah. more leading into? And I'll say what his own standalone thing is going to be. And in? I'll say I'll say after what happened in Episode Three. I'm I am questioning that. Uh, we'll get into that, but it didn't go the, go the direction I thought it would go with the story, in terms of direct. Uh, not about the character specifically, but like who who they show and who they don't show. Let right? me say this: we have been talking for a long time about this idea that the Mandalorian, um, this season of the Mandalorian, is being used as a way to um, to start this new connected yeah, universe of yeah, shows yeah. with all these different characters getting their own spinoffs. Yeah. And, and it looks like it. <laughs> and it's looking like that's exactly yeah. what this season has been made to be. Yeah. Um, and, and sure, as it progresses, these characters, I'm sure, will play roles in the Mandalorian and the child's story. Um but the focus here, from from my view, clearly yeah. as of right now, seems to be um, establishing these characters to maybe go off and do their own things. Precisely. And yeah. uh, and do I have problems with that? Yeah, absolutely, I do. We we've grown to like the Mandalorian and and Baby Yoda, and we want to see more of them and and see their story progress. Yeah. Um, and if we focus too much on everyone else. You know, the their this main cast is suffering. Yeah, and, it's kind of drowning out the 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 base of what even drew people into it in the first place. Yeah, and you know, is that is that this this uh, change that may be coming? Maybe they realized yeah. that was. Uh, we keep talking about this this change that's eventually coming. We know yeah. something. Uh, there was a shift in their yeah. in their creative um there was creative differences whatever and there's a shift in the story come halfway through halfway through the season um, as it's been reported many different times from di- different sources right and stuff right like that. and so something was up and it very well may be that they're like hey we're not putting enough focus into just like the story of the mandalorian and the, and yeah. the child yeah and I mean, only time's going to tell. We're going to find out some yeah. stuff here real soon. Very soon. And um, it'll, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see just where it goes. But that's a very great question, Austin. I'm, I'm totally with you on on the frustrations of not really getting much story. And I was honestly baffled that the first two episodes of this, yeah. uh, I mean, barely got any kind of any <laughs> right. kind of progression right. in that main story. But then, But that kind of brings me to this. What is the main story of The Mandalorian? Precisely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously we know that he's just trying to get baby Yoda back to quote unquote his people, but past that, what else is there? You I mean, know? I guess arguably Moff Gideon, um, yeah. uh, wanting baby Yoda and, and the Mandalorian wanting to get baby Yoda to some, a Jedi or something to, to take care <laughs> of baby Yoda. Yeah. And right. so if that is the case, if that's the main story, then basically, 
their adventures along that path, I guess, is the is main the, story. Is the main story. Yeah, that's true. Because if you look at it that way, there's not really much more to the story than just the adventure. Yeah, so, that's true. So to think about. At the end of the day, I don't know. I just do think that in terms of the episode amount, like as you had referenced, I do think that we have to balance quantity with quality. Yeah. Uh, secondarily, I will just finish off my part and just say, even so, since we've chosen quantity, or excuse me, uh, chosen quality, I do think they should deliver on that, and I do hope in the next uh, rest of the season that we do get that. Uh, I do think we have received that in episode three, and we will talk to that about that in just a second. So, thank you for your question. Very much appreciate Austin. We thank yeah, you for that. Very much appreciated. And then our last question for the week actually comes from Kristen Perry. Kristen, again, thank you for coming to Clutch. You actually gave us our, our second question uh, like 10 minutes before we started. What a champ, Kristen. <laughs> I always what got something. Champ. We appreciate it. All right. So, she says, in the new hope, uh, when Darth Vader uh, and Luke were fighting, Luke made contact with Vader's arm. Why didn't a lightsaber go through? And what material could Vader's suit be made of to stop the lightsaber so long you know long story short i do think that during that time i do think that uh from what we know the lightsaber should have gone through his arm just all the way uh i think the problem was is that again it didn't behoove the story and it was like the original trilogy so they didn't have a whole lot to base stuff off of so i do think that that probably should have went through his arm I just didn't think it didn't. Now, as we talked about, is either I think it's two episodes ago we talked about Vader's armor a little bit, and uh, we had mentioned that the outer shell of his armor is made of durasteel. Uh, durasteel is not completely lightsaber repellent, but it is more energy repellent than regular steel. Um, and and so as we see in in, in the movie, we do know that. Uh, we do know that. Um, what was I trying to say? We do know that in, in the movie that it does go through a little bit, right? It, it pops open his arm. You see, start some of the circuitry. So it does go through a little bit, but not all the way. So I do think the Durasteel kind of deflected the power. Are we talking about Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it happened. I think Empire. that's what we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah. Whenever they're fighting and he hits him in the arm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, with that said. I, I just think that the Durasteel is probably the best answer for that, but I do think that probably should have went through his arm. I think I think that's part of it, and also, um, you know, Luke is not a skilled skilled with the lightsaber whatsoever. True. Yeah, and he's kind of just like swinging Flailing. it, and just kind of like yeah. glances off of it in a sense. Yeah, um, and I think I think that's kind of part of it as well. I mean, you could look at it that way in, in a canon perspective: is that he didn't just truly like get him. Uh, and I think I think Vader's um, armor helps to an extent as well, um, and that's about all you can say, really. I mean, I think yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's not really much more you can do. There there are always going to be those little things that maybe don't necessarily line up as well as you think they might, especially in that original trilogy, because so much was not established yet. Uh, yeah. As far as as you know, now in Star Wars. At this point, all these years later, we have we have all of these rules and, and <laughs> right. things to how everything in yeah. the universe works. And in the original back, trilogy, they were just making back it, then. You know? They're just making it up as yeah. they went, and yeah. so um, that's one of those things that you kind of just have to to kind of look past 
And there's, there's really, honestly, a lot of that kind of stuff in the original trilogy yeah. that doesn't necessarily work with what we know now. But Yeah, and, and I'll just say, you know, again... Yeah, it could have been just a plot thing where like they yeah. just they didn't have all those those standards and rules. Secondarily, kind of reflecting on what both Drew and I have said, you know, I think that it was kind of like a glancing blow. It was more of like a just like a, he didn't have a square hit. It was like a glancing blow. Yeah, if you want to look at it canon wise, I think that's just the you're right. And 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 because of the Dura Steel, it still cut him, but it wasn't like all the way through. Like it could have been if it was a full blow in non Dura Steel. Yeah, and I would just say Luke Luke was not a skilled. Skilled with the lightsaber, really, at this point, not very much, and uh, yeah, and so he's just kind of flailing that thing around, yeah. trying to get a hit on him. So yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> and I will say this is that also it, it kind of could have been used as a plot device as well because if we see Vader was kind of like toying with him this whole time, and as soon as he hit his, his arm, like two two moves later, his hand was cut off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. it could have been also kind of like a plot device where like Vader, like at that time, also loses his cool. And it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm going to take this guy out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I, I, I think kind of like some of the questions we've been answering like last week, I, I think it's one of the things where it's just kind of like oversight, um, in the original trilogy. Cause like they didn't have all of those things established, but there is a slightly candid answer to it. So, <laughs> so anyway, Kristen, thank you again for asking. We do greatly appreciate their, uh, your support. But without any further ado, we're going to conclude our Q&A for the week, and we're going to move quickly into our main topic. We're in a little bit over time here, uh, but there, there's still some good stuff to talk well, about in this uh, episode. Let's, uh, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, this is this to them now is is considered on time. This is not overtime. <laughs> well, when you when you overtime say is, you've gone <laughs> over time the past like ten episodes in a row, it's kind of like, like okay, this is just the time now. <laughs> Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's just a lot going on in Star Wars right now. So it's, much. It's hard to condense it into an yeah, hour at this point, especially is. when we love to talk about it as much as we do. So. Exactly. And, and little do you guys know, we actually talked about this even before the episodes. We even let off some of the steam. Yeah, you know? we were talking about it before, <laughs> long before the episode even started. So that tells you how much we talk about it. Oh, boy. Anyway, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic. And, of course, that is Mandalorian Season 2, uh, Chapter 11, or, or uh, Episode uh, 3. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into that into our non-spoiler impressions first, and then we're going to get into full spoils. And of course we will make it very clear when we get to that point. Yeah. So I've been talking for a while. Drew, do you want to go ahead and just give us your overall impressions? So, um, this episode, uh, was, was great. Um, yeah, I, I give it a big two thumbs up, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, a much better improvement over the, the second episode. Oh yeah, not, not yeah. that anything was wrong with that second episode, but you know, it was it was clearly one of those uh, filler episodes. Yeah, um, exactly. This this progresses um, the story that we've been talking about um, for a while now, and it's going in a very exciting direction. Uh, what things that we have wanted to see for a while, things that we've been discussing for quite a while, um, and brings in some characters that uh, are exciting and yeah it, this this really kind of confirm for me this episode confirms a lot of the rumors and things we've been talking about for a long time this confirms the direction that uh, because we we've had a couple different directions that we felt like this series was, was gonna go yeah and exactly. this episode confirms the direction yeah and that's that's pretty exciting yeah. we know the direction we're headed. And, um, 
some great action scenes, uh, some great lore building in this. We we get some some very um, important information in the Star yeah, Wars lore exactly. that are going to be very interesting to talk about. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, overall my impressions align pretty closely uh, with Drew's. Um, honestly, this is probably one of the biggest story foundationally moving episodes that we've gotten not just in not just in this season but even some of the first season too i think the story is oh yeah that much. absolutely so austin if you're still listening this part <laughs> that your concern was that uh you know the story being moved honestly episode three or chapter 11 has moved the story quite a bit yeah. and has really realigned back with what we'd seen towards the end of season one um I would just say, like I said, good episode. I, I was, I was, how do I say this uh, without being revealing? Um, there was things I thought was going to happen because they alluded to it and it didn't happen. So I, I think that made me a little disappointed in the moment, but going back, knowing that it didn't happen. If I rewatched the episode and be like, oh, that was actually a really good episode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of like uh, cool little moments, um, some good character development and new and old and, uh, yeah, it's just a good episode. Yeah. And I think this was just a good episode for the story. There yeah, wasn't like true. huge battles or big crazy things in that nature, like the crate dragon. Um, but I don't think that's what this episode was for. It was to further the story and I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, same. So without further ado, now that we've gotten our impressions out the way, uh, let's go ahead and uh, give you the big red flashing sign. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Jedi Eternal spoiler alert. So we are going to get into the full spoilers of season two, episode three or chapter 11 of The Mandalorian. So if you do not want spoilers, you have been warned. Starting now. So Mandalorian season two, chapter 11 is called The Heiress. That is the uh, the title of this episode. So just to give a quick little synopsis, uh, and we'll talk about the major events as we get to those uh, points. But first of all, we we uh, start uh, coming in on 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 the uh, uh, Ravenclaw, uh, and it's very beat up. Um, yeah, and and uh, in sake of time, how about as you go along as you tell us the story i yeah. will interject with some of the Easter yeah that's what I, that's what i'm trying to say yeah okay, like yeah. as we go like when we hit those points we'll stop yeah, yeah. and okay. anyway so anyway the ravenclaw or sorry i keep saying that ravencrest uh i, keep, I know <laughs> like something sound something sound wrong i got valhalla on the mind here <laughs> i really want to play that new assassin's creed <laughs> anyway game. anyway so the ravencrest uh is really beat up after what had happened in episode two they're heading to this planet i had thought that we were going to a, 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 another planet first to repair but nope we're going straight to the planet that they had talked about which is called trask um so we get there and uh, a little bit of turbulence and some crazy stuff. He crash lands the the Razor Crest. We're like, wow, Razor Crest. It's not even Raven. Oh my gosh, it's Razor Crest. Razor Crest. Oh gosh, <laughs> definitely have Valhalla on the mind. I just realized what I said. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, which Boy. I love that part. He's he, you know, he did this crazy stunt, like drops the ship, <laughs> yeah. gets, he's, yeah. he's, and 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 stops it. And like almost into a perfect landing, and he's about to touch the ground. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. he just goes and just, just like falls over to the side over and into, falls the into the water. water. <laughs> so and, another cool. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, 
Go ahead. I was just saying a, a cool little callback. Um, they fall into the water and like, oh my gosh, how are they going to get out of this for a second? You know, yeah. and all of a sudden it goes black, comes back, and they're being pulled out of the water by this crane. But what's cool is the crane is actually a repurposed AT-AT. Yeah, which is awesome. Very cool. So you have the legs, obviously, yeah. and you have like kind of the lower portion of the body. That's how you kind of know it's AT-AT. Yeah, but the top great. half's cut off, cut off, and it has like a big crane type yeah. thing coming up. And you have this Mon Calamari there, which is cool to see. <laughs> right. And like he's watching it come right. down, and then it's about to land, and the Mon Calamari's like, oh, wow, impressive. You know, you can tell he's got... And then it falls in, and he just shakes his head Jesus and walks like, away. <laughs> Dude, that, honestly, when you watch the episode... It's like, it's like General Akbar's great great grandson, and he's like, <laughs> my, he's, he's like my great grandpappy could do better than that. <laughs> right. It's a trap. Uh, it's a trap. Anyway, so uh, that also that character is just really. It's like you get three scenes, and but he's so funny. So uh, they go, they you know they get the finally get the ship oh, back. By up the there. way, it's not General Akbar's great great grandson. We're just joking. Yeah, it's just way. a joke. Yeah, I don't want people to be like, what? What are you kidding? Are you serious? How did I miss that? Yeah, it, just a joke. <laughs> so anyway, they get the ship back up. They he gives them some money, uh, that same Mon Calamar uh, for repairs, and they of course deliver the eggs and all is well with the eggs and things of that nature. Yeah, and um, it's it's also cool that we're seeing Quarren on here as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. lots of Mon Calamari and Quarren both in this uh, in this episode. A lot of them walking around. It's just neat to see that more of those. Very cool. Yeah. So he goes. Uh, so Mando goes into the bar and is trying to kind of acquire some information about uh, the other Mandalorians that are supposedly in the area. So uh, basically, one of the 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 Quarren tells him um, that there's kind of like a, a ship that they can take him to these these Mandalorians, and he's, he has to get on this ferry. So okay, pays him money, gets on the ferry as they go. It, it, you know, it's it's pretty shifty. Yeah, pretty and shifty. before he gets on the ship, we see that Mon Calum or Mon Calamari. I don't know why I said that again. I'm just <laughs> used to saying it at this point. Um, we we see the Sasha Banks character. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Watching from a distance, uh, a scene that we had seen many times uh, by watching the trailer. The trailer, yeah. Um, and you know, we have debated for a long time about who, who this was. character is. Yeah, it's no one that you, that is important. No one of subsequence. <laughs> no one that uh, all those rumors were Costca Reeves. So that is the name of that woman. <laughs> so no one of subsequence. Um, well, he was for the longest time. Excuse me, had, had debated that this was Sabine, and it <laughs> definitely was not. It is not. So, uh, so that kind of gives us a little uh, foreshadowing of what's about to happen. So they get on the the ferry, and again, the corn are very like suspicious, like very kind of like, oh hey, how's it going? Oh, we're gonna yeah. go about to find the Mandalorian, you know. And uh, so he's talking about, and I can't remember what, what was the beast called. He's like, have you ever seen such and such feed? Uh, what was the beast called? Do you remember? Um, uh, a mama core. Mama core. Yeah, of course. Anyway, um, so anyway, have you ever seen the mama core feed? It's very interesting. Hey, I, I bet the kid will get a kick out of this. Come, come look at the mama core. <laughs> uh, so they open the gate of, to this mama core, and they start to dump in some of the like you know entrails of their catches for the day and all of a sudden the water starts rumbling and right as this mama core starts coming up out of the water the 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 core and that was sitting right next to him uses his like 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 stick sword thingy to bash the back of baby yoda's carriage into the water <laughs> and the mama core yeah. eats baby yoda oh yeah. my gosh i think i jumped out of my chair a little bit on that one that was pretty crazy we're both just like whoa what <laughs> and uh and then so mando immediately dives straight into the water they shut the gate and uh and now he's like kind of freaking out he's like he doesn't know what to do 
So when all is lost and they're beating his head in under the water, uh, all of a sudden they start getting whacked out of nowhere, getting blasted. And lo and behold, three Mandalorians start flying in, shooting around, opening up the gate. And what's interesting is, of course, like I said, we see this uh, a, a glimpse in season one of the helmet, but uh, we see the kind of the owl's night or night owls or whatever they call it. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the sigil that uh, Bo-Katan wears on her helmet. And uh, we're like, oh, wait, hold on. Is this actually Bo-Katan? They fight, and lo and behold, she takes her helmet off, and it is, uh, uh, oh, what is her name? Katie Sackhoff, right? Yes. It is Katie Sackhoff. Katie which Sackhoff. Which, which is, is the voice yeah, actor the voice. for Bo-Katan. And, That's of course, right. she says, takes off her helmet and says, I'm Bo-Katan. Yeah. So. Which uh, is such a cool moment. Very cool. And very um, cool. to finally yeah. to see the, the, this... Uh, this character we've seen in Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah. Now seeing it in live action uh, <laughs> yeah. is very cool. Yeah, very cool that they kept Katie Sackhoff as well. She, oh of yeah, course, absolutely, um, does a tremendous job as playing the character. Very good. And a lot of uh, a lot of times, you know, not, not a lot of times can you just transfer over a voice actor to the actual character. And, yeah, that that takes talent, and she definitely yeah, has it. So absolutely. Um, I I will go ahead and and interject here and mention. The fact that if we are getting her uh, as the as the face as well as as the voice, I mean, yeah. I I really 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 hope that we're getting um, for Ahsoka. I hope we're getting um, Ashley as the um, <laughs> at least as the voice, right? At least as the voice. We know she's not going to be the face. Yeah, but man. I hope they're. I hope they're. Uh, I realize it's going to be difficult. And it's going to be very hard to get the, like, the lip flap, as they call it, you know, get that correctly with a live action person, but they can do it. I know they can do it. I have faith in them. I, I just, <laughs> I really, I really want, when we see her, I want to hear that voice that we all know and yeah. love. Maybe a little deeper, and gruffer, or whatever, because sure, she's aged or whatever. But, but, uh, yeah. but if we, if we see um, Ahsoka and out comes the voice of, of, uh, whoever, Rosario Dawson, Rosario whoever, Dawson, you know. I'm gonna be like, oh man, wait this a second, not who be is the same, this? Is you know? okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I don't know how they're gonna deal with that. I don't know how they're gonna deal we'll with see. that either. So anyway, so Bo-Katan's talking to him um, alongside her two other Mandalorians, which is the women, uh, the woman, excuse me, uh, which is Cosca Reeves, and the guy who has named Axe Woves. Uh, so uh, yeah, we had to do a little these, digging to find those answers, yeah, those names. We but, had to look deeply in the credits. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, exactly. in the, it's like in the tiniest little Tiny wording little ever. wording, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, both of these appear to be completely new characters yeah. to canon. Uh, they, as far as we know, um, they were not included in Rebels or anything like that. So these right. are brand new characters. So what's interesting is, like, in this scene, there's more lore building, like Star Wars universe lore building in this scene than I think in any other episode or maybe even multiple episodes. Yeah. So what happens is uh, she starts talking, Bokatan starts talking about Mandalore and the purge and all of these things, takes her helmet off and, 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 and Din Djarin's like, whoa, where'd you get that armor? Cause you're not Mandalorian. And she's like, yeah, I am. This is like been passed down generation, generation. I'm like, I was the Mandalore. Like I was, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a Mandalorian, you know, like who are you kind of, you know, yeah. he's like, well, you take your, you, you don't, you don't cover your face. And she's like, Oh, okay. You're one of the watch, meaning the death watch. Death watch. Yeah. So like, you are one of the death watch, which is a, and basically goes 
goes on to say that you know you were religious zealots that stayed out of Mandalorian society and never took your helmets off to re- to reestablish the ancient ways. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool. She just called it the it's Watch. Cool. Um, and and we kind of had forgotten that the Death Watch was actually who rescued. Who rescued him? Yeah, I had completely forgotten. about Yeah, that. and I, I I'm like, wait a second. I think that was actually Death Watch. <clears throat> so it's interesting that she called it Watch, the Watch instead yeah. of Death Watch. So anyway, but that's cool that, that I didn't really make that connection, but but Din Djarin is part of the Death Watch, but that's kind of interesting to... It's very interesting seeing as they're kind of like the uh, the bad guys. The bad in, guys in, in, in Clone Wars, Clone at least, Wars, yeah. yeah. So, a lot of really cool uh, stuff there. So as it goes on, he's like, I don't want your help. She's like, you know, we'll help you. Uh, I don't want your help because you're not Mandalorian. Uh, he doesn't believe her at this point. So he puts on his helmet goes his way after they had rescued baby Yoda from the, the mama core. So he gets jumped again in the city and they come and rescue him again and be like, Hey, he, seriously, we're Mandalorians. Let's talk. And so, uh, basically he's like, I, I basically, I don't care about the Mandalorians as much as I want to make sure that this baby gets to where it needs to go. And they're like, well, who you need to find? They said Jedi. He's like, well, Okay, if you help us, we'll get you to a Jedi. Yeah. So immediately, Andrew and I were like, "Oh boy, here it comes! Like, what is this? What is this literally deal?" We, we already knew it was going to be Ahsoka, but right, it's still right. cool. Just it's still like, cool. Just to, we yeah. we hoped that they were going to say something. She was going to say something about Obi Wan, even wanted, just in a reference. I wanted a reference so bad because she's like, because he he was kind of like, "How do you?" Something along the lines of like, "How do you know the Jedi? How would you even know?" And I, we were so hoping he's like, "Well, yeah, one yeah. loved my sister, or something like that." Oh, anything that, would have been great. So Any good. kind of callback, but, but, but it didn't. But it, it didn't. didn't. It's okay. Though. That's fine. We might have more I mean, in the future. I mean, it's not okay, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it hurt my feelings deeply, but uh, and we might get more in the future. <laughs> we you might, never know. We might. Doubt it, but we might get some stories. You never know. So. Uh, as it goes, uh, he basically, you have to help us secure this cargo sh- uh, empire. Yeah, well, and they ship. say that they're they're wanting that ship because basically the empire and in, in this planet have been uh, taking the stuff from Mandalore, Mandalore. And, 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 and all the riches and spoils. Their, yeah, from the purge. And so they're wanting to gather these weapons to take back Mandalore, and and and. Uh, and Mando's like, well, you can't, you can't go like, back to that. Oh, place. Mandalore's uh, cursed. You yeah, know, anyone who goes there dies. And she's like, well, that's that's Empire propaganda. Well, she's like, you can't believe, you can't believe everything you hear. And, yeah. And uh, and there was something else that was interesting about that. I don't remember what it was uh, though. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe uh, it'll come back to me at some point. Yeah. Anyway, so so of course he like, okay, if you can get me to a Jedi, I will agree. So they go and they get into this cargo ship. Uh, it's an Empire cargo ship. And- oh, I remember what it was. Okay, go ahead. She said that she wanted they, they were gonna do it to take back Mandalore to to set a rightful ruler. Yeah. Or whatever on the throne. Yeah. And so that is uh, an interesting little thing there because we know she was at that at one point. Right for a, um, a certain period of time, which we don't know how long that really was. Uh, we know that she held the dark saber uh, and and it was the acting Mandalore at that point. Yeah, and so we don't know if she wants to be that again or if she plans to let someone else be that. Yeah, like if she just wants and someone to be there. I think something we all should consider is maybe that's the very first um, hint that maybe one day Din Djarin himself becomes Mandalore. That would be awesome. I, I feel like that's kind of hard for me to like actually grasp that that's what would happen. But I think maybe it's like a symbolic gesture for me, if that he, like, were to it ever happen, you know it would be like the very end of the series. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I, I think it'd be very fitting 
for his character to like really get in touch with the Mandalorian and he, and he starts to take his mat, like his helmet off more and he's right, getting right. back in touch with like the Mandalorian ways. And at the very end, they, they offer him to become the Mandalore and he puts his helmet back on. He's like, sorry, no, this is the way and flies off. That'd be kind of cool. Anyway, getting way ahead of speculation. So let's get back to this because we we're running very long on time. So anyway, so he goes, they start taking over the ship, uh, a lot of really cool things, and constantly the, the officer is in contact with somebody, um, and it obviously ends up becoming Moff Gideon, and they had kind of secured the ship to this point where like they had to seal off the bridge, and Moff Gideon was like, you know, you know what to do, like if, if you've come this far, you know, you, you know what to do. So the officer shoots both of the pilots, gets in the chair, and says, long live the Empire, or whatever, and... Uh, yeah, so which barreling towards the ocean. Which below. that 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 um that whole thing was a was a great um scene. Lots of really cool action we get here. Yeah. A lot of good uh, fighting between scenes. all the, yeah. the the Mandalorians together. Yeah. Um really cool stuff to see them all like flying in the on their jetpacks up to the ship and stuff is, is yeah. neat. Uh we get some good old beating up some stormtroopers, which is always <laughs> nice to always, see. It's always good. Yeah. Uh we get of course the the cowardly um imperial um, like lower ranking officer. Yeah, we, we get, you know, it all standard Star Wars stuff that you, that you love to see. Classic, yeah. Um so it's great to see all of that. Um, and this during, or sorry, sorry, you haven't got to that point yet. Keep going. I was going to say, and, and as he starts barreling, to, like he gets ready to, to take over the ship, to crash it. I, I was just going to reference, like it was Moff Gideon that told him this. So it's cool. Cause now all of a sudden we're getting Moff Gideon back. We into finally the got line. Moff Gideon back. It yeah. took, it took until the third episode, but we did get him. <laughs> right. But we got Moff Gideon back. So the, again, to those who are like scared or whatever, like now we're back on track. This is what ended in, in season one. So we're back on track. So he's crashing the ship. They break into the bridge finally, and uh, essentially he's like, they're holding, he, uh, uh, sorry, Bo-Katan is asking them, like, hey, was that Moff Gideon, and, and does he have the Darksaber? And, and she's like, and he's like, if you're asking that question, you must already know the answer. And, uh, and he's like, and he's like, oh, I won't kill you, but you're going to have to take me to him. He's like, well, if you don't kill me, he will. So he bites on this, like, EMP grenade or whatever that fries his brain. Yeah, she's so we we see here that that um, she is very much wanting that dark saber back. Yeah, potentially maybe yeah. has been trying to hunt down Moff Gideon for uh, a long time. We don't know exactly when this purge happened, but we know that when she was handed that um, that dark saber back in Rebels um, by Sabine, that took place about a year before A New Hope. And now we are nine years after A New Hope, so we're talking about like a ten-year span here. Yeah. And so, and you say he, she was like maybe hunting him down. But here's something interesting: is that they allude to is like it's like we're being attacked by pirates. And I forgot to mention this um, until you mentioned that. But anyway, are you being back, attacked by pirates? And he's like, it's the same pirates as usual. And right, he's like, right. I believe so, sir. Yeah. And uh, so clearly, Bo-Katan and her little trio there have been attacking Empire ships and probably trying to gather the, the, the weapons, but also trying to gather intel about Moff Gideon. Right, right. So it has so, happened more than once. Yeah, so we're, we're coming to an eventual um, 
conclusion here where I believe Bo-Katan is going to heavily be a part of. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. this showdown that we get with Moff Gideon eventually, yeah. I definitely think Bo-Katan is going to be a part of that. So. 100%. Um, so at the very last, like I said, Mando's about to leave because they're wanting to go off planet with this ship. And he's like, no, I got to go back and get the child. And she's like, if you're going to still stick, you know, we want you to come with us, but if you're still going to stick to your ways and to what you want to do, uh, you know, not going to help us restore Mandalore. The offer still stands. But anyway, it's like, but you said you were seeking a Jedi. And this is kind of the big reveal. And she said, uh, if you're seeking a Jedi, then you need to go to the forest planet of Corvus. And there you will find a Jedi named Ahsoka Tano. And like, oh, that was so awesome. I was like, yes, that's so cool. Um, so what was the disappointing part? I was talking about being disappointing. So as they go, they, they get, he gets baby Yoda back and they go flying off. Right. Um, I really expected to see maybe the, the silhouette or like the, the back side. I don't know how to say that. Right. But, uh, the backside of Ahsoka, like where she's like on, uh, some kind of visual tease. Yeah. Right? Something, something like where we actually not just hear her name, but actually see it. I was surprised we didn't get that. Um, but all in all, I do think it was a really cool drop that they finally announced right. for a fact that Ahsoka Tano is in. Right. This. We finally know, yeah. um, confirmed. After so many teases, that, so that many we rumors. Are totally getting, uh, Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. Now what the interesting thing for me here is, is that Ahsoka is, um, so he, oh, well, we, first of all, we need to jump back just a little bit okay. because because Mando goes and drops off Baby Yoda um, <laughs> right. at yeah. at uh, the Frog, frog Lady and Frog Man, Frog Lady and Frog, <laughs> frog Man. Uh, he he drops her off there, and it, this is the, this this part was just just cracked me up because pretty funny. He's like telling him like, okay, be respectful and like all this stuff, and behave and behave, and he's and he's like, you know why? Or, or, like, what you know what saying? I mean? You know what I mean that. by that? <laughs> he, he goes like, I want you to behave and I want you to be very respectful. It's like. You know what I mean by that. Yeah. And then and he <laughs> sits him down and the baby Yoda just like presses its hands and face against the glass of the egg canister and just looking again. Like, okay, come and on, bro. It's like, bro. oh, no. no. <laughs> I was half expecting to see where like they come back and all, like they're, they're, both of them are freaking out not knowing what to do because yeah. they eat all the eggs. Yeah. No, but actually they, they start hatching and, and yeah. they're like taking care of the little baby froglets. But, right. but that was hilarious. I, I thought that was a great scene. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, do you have anything else? Well, so... Um, but my, my, my question here now is, uh, so to the, the episode wraps up, he goes back and gets baby Yoda and baby Yoda like doesn't want to leave cause he's playing with the, the, frog the baby, baby, I guess frog baby is what you would call it. <laughs> right? Guess, yeah. Um, and, and so they leave though. And the ship is all, it's, it's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. well, he walks up to, to, and he's like, he's like, this is all you could do with a thousand credits. And <laughs> in the, and that in, same Mon Calamar, like just holds a data pad over, not even looking at him. And just like, <sighs> just beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. And it walks off. He's like, yeah. just sign the document, man. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. So there's a lot of cool, funny, like little comedic elements to it, of course, as usual. But yeah. Uh, and then as they're flying away, the, there's a one little like squid thing that's left in there. Yeah. And it, he tries to eat baby Yoda. Something interesting. Baby Yoda is like almost eaten like three different times. Like three different and you know times. what? I think it's karma because he tr- ate all those those uh like eggs, those eggs and now he's now he's uh facing the consequences. It's a it's a eat 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 world. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I think baby Yoda got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid little baby Yoda. 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I don't want to have to say that, but you know, sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and like on a side note, I also, dude's almost been killed like three times and not even used the force once, but whatever. We're not going to get into that. So but yeah, that's been interesting. He, well, he's yeah. used, he used it once to like, like slightly, slightly, ever so slightly draw the exit in, in the cancer in, the, in episode two, but that don't count. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think Baby Yoda hasn't been utilized as well in this season as he was in the first season. And it could be the change. And right. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. But again, we're just gonna have to see where things we'll go. See. But uh the last thing that I that I want to mention though is with this episode or at the end of this episode, you know, they they he says we're taking you to he he says something about we're taking you to find we're taking you to the a Jedi or something or something that can yeah. help you. I don't remember what he says. I something can't remember either. basically makes you think he's headed straight for where Ahsoka is. Yeah, like the force um, of Corvus or whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't think I believe they're gonna make it there this next episode. I don't think so either. Um either or they do and they just don't find her yet. Because yeah. this next episode is directed by Carl Weathers. Yeah. Um and I'm not exactly sure who has uh who wrote the episode. We'll find that out. Uh, but we do know for for a fact it's directed. Um, and yeah. the reason that I don't feel like this next one will be truly the Ahsoka episode, we might see her at the end or something, but I don't think it's going to be the Ahsoka episode, yeah. is because the next episode is all but confirmed to be written and directed by Dave Filoni. And Ahsoka is his brainchild. So. Right. It's basically his child. And so he is, of course, going to, I assume, want to be the one that... Uh, is in complete control of her episode. Which, I don't blame him. And I, don't I don't blame him. I, it makes total sense. Um, we we assume that she's probably just in one episode. Um, it's you know what I mean. Like I don't. I yeah, think we this both is not going to take over the whole show. You well, know. I think we both agree that that's that she's going to be most likely in that one episode. And there's going to be a reason why Baby Yoda can't stay with her. Whatever that may be. Right. I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, it's hard telling exactly where that's going to go, but we'll see. We will see. But yeah. um. So for me. Um, I feel like that means there's probably another filler episode in uh, about Here, to to hit us. Here's what I was about to say. This is this is they made a very specific point at the end of this episode. Say this is all you could do, in uh, with a thousand credits. And as they go, you know, super rumbly and bumpy and bad. There's strings everywhere. Yeah. And and as they go into hyperspace or light space or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, it, it's too late for me. I'm an old man. I want to go to bed now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. As I go into light space, hyperspace, they made a very specific point that a little panel off of a ship comes or oh, comes off of a ship. That's, yeah, that's true. So it very well may be that they're going to Corvus, but they do not make it on the way there. So it very well could be that there's another episode, filler episode coming next week. And with Carl Weathers being the director, it's very possible that it, that will be a filler episode because it's kind of like a trial 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 basis, right? It's like, oh, it's okay if you don't do amazing on this one because, oh, it's going to be a filler episode, right? So if you're just an actor who's getting into directing one of the first times, yeah. here's your shot. So I can imagine that yeah. being the case. Yeah. that. Uh... I hope I'm wrong, but... I could see that being the case. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I just don't see Carl Weathers being the director for, for uh, a big like time the, lore the big, building Ahsoka right. episode. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So, uh, but overall, um, a great episode. Yeah, I still think number one or the or chapter nine is my is my favorite. Yep. Um, just the the inclusion of Boba Fett being on Tatooine, all of that is just great. The, 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 the fight against the crate dragon was phenomenal. 
Uh, yeah, for me, I, I think that agree. that stands uh, first at number one. Uh, if we're doing rankings, I would then rank this one second, and then uh, yeah, chapter, close second, chap- close, close second. second, and then but, chapter yeah. ten and third. So yeah. just for the yeah, fun of it, and, and third and ten is like pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I would say by the end of the season, yes, it's going to be pretty low. <laughs> yeah, so I just yeah, I'll say that as well. A lot of people were saying that oh, this is way better than any other episode, and this is the best one. It's even better than episode one. Like for me personally, this is a great episode. So many lore building things, and a lot of great character drops. I still think I liked episode one the best, but yeah, that's and, just me. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier and, you know, there's a lot of, of younger kids that grew up on, they were, they were young kids and watched Clone Wars, grew up on that, yeah. grew up on Rebels and now they're a little older. And so them, so for them, a character like Bogotan is, is pretty mind blowing to be seen versus like action. Boba Fett. You but know. for someone like you and me seeing Boba Fett was way bigger of a deal. Yes. Seeing him again, yeah. see, and also seeing the character from the prequels, yeah. um, which is more what we were watching as, as kids. Yeah. And, exactly. and so that's really exciting. Um, and for me that, that moment uh, is just I was just so excited for that. Like I, so, I was, I was like both of us. We, we were just jumping up, yeah. giving each other high fives. <laughs> yeah, like we didn't do that with with Bogotan. No, don't get me wrong. It was super, exciting. Super Very excited cool. to see Bogotan. Super excited where that is headed. Yeah. But like, but seeing Boba Fett again on that tattoo on Tatooine <laughs> so with the binary suns, man, uh, nothing, nothing tops. That was that. just so nothing such a that. good reveal. But yeah, overall, yeah, though great episode. I was super excited about it, and I'm I'm excited to see where they take it. Yeah. But guys, we want to thank everyone so much for the continued support towards the podcast. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. Of course, we want to hear your guys' thoughts on these episodes. Feel free to message us on on Facebook or Instagram or comment on our our posts. Let us know your thoughts on this and anything else we talk about. But please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And we thank you for listening and join us next week for episode 40, 40. the big four zero <laughs> but until next time lordy lordy look may the 40. force be, may the force be with you and we thank you for joining the jedi eternal